Let's talk some overlooked stocks. The earnings version. George Tillis joins us from Salt Lake with three very different companies. All have been at one point or another in the last year. Uh, very popular trades, George. Let's start with maybe the most popular at one point, Blink Charging. Uh, and it's been quite a ride. But at the end of the day, it looks exactly like the overall green energy ETF I had at the top of the show. So is there anything different about this company here? Uh, I, well, there's actually some differences. Let's let's look at this. But basically, for people who don't know what Blink Charging does, and I think this is part of the infrastructure deal that's going on, is essentially uh, moving forward towards the EV charging stations. They have uh, this company now over 3,200 uh, stations. They had about 150 or so last year. So they've increased the number of stations by 750 percent, and that's a considerable amount considering uh, where they were last year. But uh, it's basically residential, commercial charging stations for electric vehicles. The other thing is, is they offer subscriptions service revenue. Again, that's recurring subscription type of revenue as well as product revenue with, uh, with inclusive of network charging points and of course hardware that goes alongside with it. But let's just take a look at what happened because uh, in, in, in reality, the stock actually missed the earnings and it's losing money. We have to keep this in mind. It's a still a small company from a sales and earnings standpoint, but the EPS came in uh, or expected was expected to be down 18 cents. It came in at 32 cents of a loss. But the kicker is, is uh, the revenue, which was expected to be about 2.6 million beat significantly came in around 4.4. So that's a 177% increase in sales relative to last year. They also denoted 46% increase in commercial stations revenue. But the kicker also is the services revenue that improved by about 572%. And as I mentioned, the company is growing significantly in the number of charging stations. But one of the challenges with companies like this is the profile. Just looking at the gross margin profile, last quarter gross margins were only about 4%. So they have only room to grow, that's for sure, but they're growing at uh, additional losses. Now that's not necessarily all bad if, as long as these losses are done so to generate higher revenue, which they are. So we are seeing it to the downside after hours, but it's relatively mixed to say the least so far uh, as it's trading after hours. Okay, George, I mean, their bottom line loss doubled than what analysts had expected despite yeah. the sales beating. It just seems like a lot of these companies still are really far ways away from anything remotely resembling a profitable business. <laughs> you know, it's like, Analysts don't even, analysts are underestimating how much they're losing. They are, and that's the thing. So just annualize the revenue for the quarter, assuming no growth. But again, this is a conservative assumption of 4.4 million. That's about $18 million worth of revenue for the next four quarters. But I went and looked actually the last three quarters and they lost $22 million. Oh. Uh, and so their net income is obviously negative. So again, that. Well, because they're building stations and stuff, right? Expect. That's right. So we, we know that this is the case. And that's what's challenging about investing in these kinds of companies. You could go basically off the growth profile. You could also go off industry group trends. But we know, unfortunately, you know, maybe if this was the uh, November through, you know, early February environment, we'd see blink higher despite this loss. But the environment in right now is, is there's no there's no yeah, tolerance no for companies that aren't profitable and have, have negative free cash. Oh, there's less and tolerance. Burn is there's not no tolerance, there's yeah, less. less tolerance. <laughs> there is less. Yeah. Thank you, that's that's actually better 
better language to, uh, to utilize. <laughs> uh, hey, George, let's talk, uh, you know, great report on Blink, George. Let's talk uh, Open Door. This one's going the opposite way. And the reason why I guess I say less, because they did lose money too, but they lost less than the analysts expected. So to your point there, even that thin margin can make a difference as long as it's moving in the right direction, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so in this case, for Open Door, for people who don't know it, you know, if you look at Zillow as a listing agency fee, uh, listing service for homes, Open Door is another one of these uh, disruptive technologies that is breaking into the traditional uh, real estate association, of course, to allow buyers and sellers transact business uh, for, for buying and selling homes. Uh, they generate revenue through transaction fees and ad fees and listing fees, but they're also bringing in uh, essentially more cities in which open door will actually purchase your home for you uh, and make a direct offer so overall they're growing they're doubling their number of cities to 42 this year that's the expectation the price prior to today's move was down about 36 percent Zillow's been down about 23 percent whereas the traditional uh, real estate companies like CBRE they're actually been higher so this is a technology company in, in real estate, and I think the technology component is the reason it's been down, but the, the after hours report and price action speaks to something changing here. So if you look at the numbers, they actually were expected a loss of 34 cents. Loss came in less than expected at 24. And of course, top line sales uh, did beat by 11% with about 59% increase year over year uh, revenue growth. It came in at 1.19 billion. It looks like from what I saw, they're guiding also a little bit higher for the next quarter, but in this case, the net income loss, if you look at the net income loss of 144 million, and you compare that to last quarter, it, it, they lost 270 million last quarter. And this is a, a big jump, uh, if you will, or improvement, even though it's still a loss in net income. So gross margin here, very low, was a small improvement to 13.4%. So this is the potential for a multiple expansion if they can improve those gross margins with which they did, but keep in mm -hmm. mind, they're still very, very low. Uh, and the company is still uh, nation in terms of generating traction, uh, understanding the marketplaces that they're selling and buying in, but also people may not know Open Door even exists. So I think sales and marketing hmm. are gonna be high expenses going forward. Hey George, just one quick follow up here, okay? There's the Red Fins and the Zillows that are disrupting the traditional brokerage right. business. And then Open Door is like trying to disrupt them to some degree, having this app that basically helps you shop and find immediately the best price for your home. Absolutely, they're, they're really just going direct to consumer and letting of course the buyers and seller get together and, and of course uh, remove a lot of the transaction costs. I mean, look, Buying and selling a home, I've done several times in my life, is probably the most stressful, time-consuming, <laughs> and burdensome uh, emotional thing to, to do. <laughs> oh, man. And if you can alleviate some of those concerns. I believe you, George. Also save in terms of uh, transaction costs, in terms of escrow and title as well, uh, That's a, these are additional services that Open Door is, is going to be fulfilling on. Uh, this is a good thing for the consumer. And so I think overall, it's a great business model, but it hasn't gained the traction one would have hoped, uh, at the very least last year, which again, Open Door was a reverse merger via SPAC back in yeah. December. I mean, they've just gotten annihilated from $39 to $15. We'll see how much ability this has to turn that trend around. Uh, George, real quick, uh, before we let you go, Sonos uh, flipped positive from an expected loss. If that earnings is comparable, that seems like a pretty big deal for the uh, speaker uh, maker and designer. Sales also beat estimates. Is this enough to put the stock back towards the highs of 40 bucks, 44 
Yeah, this is a slingshot quarter, and I'll explain what I mean by that in just a second. But Sonos uh, is a, uh, a manufacturer and seller of Premier audio equipment, mounts, and networking equipment, uh, particularly for the home audio, but they're also moving into the uh, auto- automobile space with uh, relationships with Audi and Volkswagen. Uh, but overall, they, they command about 9% of the premium marketplace when it comes down to speakers, has relationships with Netflix, Disney+, Plus, also Ikea. Uh, from the standpoint of uh, uh, multi-channel resellers. But uh, the the numbers uh, actually were pretty phenomenal. They were expected to lose money this quarter, about 17 cents. They beat it, came in at 27 cents of a profit. So we got a complete flip. Last year, they lost 28 cents. So compare last year, 28 cent loss, 27 cent gain this year, significant improvement and 52% increase in sales coming in at 378, beating the estimates. Uh, and last quarter, I'm sorry, last year, they, they essentially made about $250 million in sales. So if I if you take a look at what's going on with Sonos, uh, last quarter, their sales grew like 90%. And that's because a lot of the uh, uh, reseller partners canceled orders. So mm-hmm. last quarter was a big benchmark uh, hurdle to overcome. They didn't overcome it this quarter. But what, what I noticed is this company has an extremely robust gross margin profile. And this is where the slingshot comes in because their gross margin is around 49%. And last quarter's net profit margin was less than 5%. So all it took was a slight beat. In this case, it was a tremendous beat in, in profitability. And there you go, and you get a slingshot movement price because the EBITDA margin expanded much more than expected. And this was a turnaround quarter, I think, from the standpoint of cost expenditures uh, maybe inventory management, but getting their business back in line, which is a great balance sheet based business with no debt and about $638 million in cash. All right, George, uh, excellent deep dive, fantastic, thorough, useful and helpful. Thanks, George. Two up and one down here right. in the aftermarket. Uh, well, we'll see uh, where Blink goes, but uh, big gains in Open Dorna, big jump in Sonos as well.